happens, I guess. Um, that's the plan, anyway. It's for, this will be the second last one. Um, last we left the superlative six, uh, they had been turned to the lonely ones as each one had been absorbed into a black void in the auditorium uh, due to the machinations of the last two uh, acolytes of Strevius the Ambidextrous. Um, we saw Trevor. Is he a new party member? Does he get admittance in right away or is he just a hanger on? He's here with us. <laughs> At least I think uh, me us. and Olivia agree to that. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he fell into a pit. That's the last we saw of him. Uh, and then the rest of the group, what kind of one by one, all got absorbed into a black void. And if I remember correctly, we left off with Ivy shrinking, uh, becoming the size of probably an ant, a dust mite, something like that, and being left on the auditorium floor, uh, being chased by some shapeless nameless evil so i think we're gonna go ahead and pick right back up with that ivy you are being chased what are you going to do and it's chased by a shapeless nameless evil so as you look you're you're standing kind of in the um hall like in one of the aisles of the auditorium between seats when you shrunk down and now you're standing in the middle of the aisle, although now the aisles are, you know, it's massive. The, the chairs are the size of canyon walls and over in the shadows that are being cast by the chairs over to your right is just a loud thumping noise and you can hear various screeches and moans and yells and uh, loud thumping footsteps and dragging and all this kind of stuff and you know it's headed for you. Uh, so what, uh, what are you gonna do? I doubt I can outrun it. Can I try to stealth hide behind one of the chairs? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so let's see here. Yeah, if you if you like dash, um, you can try to like hide behind one of the chairs. Okay. Uh, so you're gonna dash off. Which which direction are you going? Let's say, well, let's say closest chair. Uh. Okay. Let's see. Now, if I remember, if I've got the layout correct, um, I'm kind of in the aisle, right, mm -hmm. with chairs on either side. Yep. But I'm closer to one side, and the sound is coming from over here, right? So yeah, you're kind, of, you're sort of in the middle, kind of closer to the right side, because uh, you're facing the stage, and you're kind of closer to the right side. But the right side is also where the noise is coming from. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to hide in the closest chair on the right side. Okay. Like, beneath it. Okay. Uh, okay. So you you run for the chair. You go to hide. Go ahead and make a stealth check. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Nat 20 plus 3, 23. Nice. Yeah. So you run and hide. Uh, you run and hide behind this chair. You get, you get over there, and you're into the shadows invisible. And you can hear the footsteps starting to slow down, and you hear sniffing as it's trying to suss out your location. Um, as you kind of, as you kind of inch around 
to get yourself a little bit more hidden, uh, you reach your foot out and the ground is gone and you start to tumble forward uh, into the darkness, into the shadows, um, where you fall a couple feet and then land with a big thud, boom, just down on the ground. Um, and uh, yeah, you've, you've now landed somewhere far away from the auditorium. Um, and uh, you get up and dust yourself off. Um, as you start to look around, make a perception check. Okay. It's a two plus six, so it's an eight. Eight. Yeah, the opposite of a net 20 almost. Yeah. Um, so you, you, like, you fell down, but you were in an auditorium, so you must have hit your head or something because you start to look around and pale moonlight is filtering in uh, through the roof, um, through some, through a grate in the ceiling. Um, you're there, there's snow on the ground. Um, it's, it's really quite cold where you are. Um, you're in a very small room. It's probably only about 20 feet by about 10 feet, very small. Um, you can see the, uh, through the grate where the moonlight is, is, uh, is tracing through, you can see uh, people passing by the grate. Um, they look to be about your size. It seems as if you've either regrown to size or these people are your size. Um, but you can see them passing up. You can't really see who they are, but they're passing. Um, just constant movement going on up there. Um, and uh, you look around and the only light in the room is the moonlight coming through the grate. Um, and then you start to feel something prickle on the back of your neck um, as you turn around and you can tell, you can tell even with an eight perception roll that whatever's behind you is a long, dark corridor. And it is nothing but darkness down that way. And you can sense evil at the end of this hallway. Um, Ivy is used to death and decay, but this smells like evil death, non-useful death. Ivy's learned in her time that death can be useful as a cycle of renewal. This is pure nothingness and endless dark that's down this hallway. And so I'm trapped here, right? Um, or I can go down the, well, there's two ways out right now, right? Uh, yeah, but it's as far as you can see. Okay. Um, I've got two ideas. Uh, one, I, I think I'm going to cast create bonfire down that hall. I'm going to, you know, do some, some magic hands throw down a bar on fire uh on the ground down the hall it'll last for a minute it's going to fill a little five foot space so that i can at least sort of see what's coming down that way okay so you just you throw a bonfire on the ground yeah it's just there um you can see some kind of curved walls that kind of come up along this tunnel. But other than that, the darkness is exactly like, it's almost unchanged 
um, unfeeling toward this bonfire that you lit down there. You can only see like it's a five foot cube, right? Oh, that's a bonfire. So even the light that it casts, um, you can't. You can. The darkness is indifferent to this bonfire. Okay. In that case, I am going to try casting. Well, actually, can I? I, I just realized this is really silly. I'm going to try shouting and saying, you know, hey, anyone out there? Can you hear me? Can you help out down here? What? Uh, what's your? What? Uh, how loud are you yelling this? Um, just a little, not straight up shouting, but loud enough that someone close to the grate could hear it, <laughs> but not loud enough that someone down that hall could. <laughs> okay. Um, you, you kind of, you call out, um, you see footsteps walking along the grate, snow kind of falls off of their shoes into the grate. Um, you are trying not to disturb anything down the down the hall and nothing seems to have been disturbed down the hall but also nobody uh you can tell nobody above the grate can hear you okay then i'm gonna try casting my trusty thorn whip shooting you know nice big long vine whip okay. and thorns straight at the grate and try to pull it okay. um as you cast thorn whip and it latches onto the grate Immediately, the lush green thorn that you had touches the metal and immediately begins to decay, turns black, and it comes down the thorn to your fingertips before the thorn just crumbles into dust and blows away. Okay, this is fascinating. Um, okay. Um, I didn't want to burn one of these. Okay, I'm going to cast... Uh, detect magic concentration up to 10 minutes I'm going to sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of me let me see let me just remind let's see if you can sense that bears magic and you learn it in school of magic okay all right yes um How, so describe to me how when you see something magical, how does it manifest Ivy with this spell? I would say that when she casts this, anything that's magical just immediately starts glowing. It'd be almost You're... like, yeah. Okay. Video okay. game special vision, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when you look for the hint, you press hint button and then it like lights up around it. Exactly. <laughs> um, Ivy is almost blinded by the amount of flashing there has come you're basically you're basically surrounded by magic um everything that you can see within you is magic when you look down the corridor again almost the same way in the bonfire and the the darkness is indifferent to your magic your detect magic spell it just kind of fades just like the light does but you are completely surrounded by uh, an aura of magic. Okay. So now, got a really interesting question here. 
this might be frowned upon in some metagaming, but on the one hand, I could burn a third level spell slot, one of my only spell slots in that level I have left, to dispel the magic, or I could walk down the hall that's obviously set to do something pretty interesting. I want to know what it is, but I also can tell it's probably not good. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can see as a DM, you are not... <laughs> not giving you anything. Not giving me anything. Follow your heart, Ivy. <laughs> I mean, I will, I will tell you, those aren't your only options left. You do still have some. Um, and it's also entirely possible that something you've done in the past um, will help you um, if you try, if you tried it again or did something else. Um, that could be, or you could have other options as well. Thank you for that hint. Huh. There is snow on the ground, you said, from the grate, right? How much snow? Dusting. What? Just a dusting? Can I cast... I'm gonna... I don't know that this is gonna do anything. Can I cast a shape water to try to get that dusting of snow to surround the grate and freeze it? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Weaken it. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, uh, you cast the snow, it kind of goes around and solidifies around the gate. Um, the gate doesn't seem to be any weaker. Um, now it's just slippery. Okay, so I can assume that trying to do another thorn rope whip at it's not going to do anything. You can try it if you want. Sure, okay. I, I, I can cast one more thorn whip at it. Okay. Um, so your thorn it's coated in ice now, so it's not directly touching the grate. It doesn't decay when it touches the metal, but um, that gate is that grate is not budging. Ah, okay. And they're real good. Okay. I don't want to burn a third level spell slot yet, so I am going to start walking down the hall. Okay. Um, excited to do this <laughs> um, as you do this um, make a perception check okay thirteen <clears throat> as you start to walk down this this tunnel you hear something behind you it sounds an awful lot like your name. It's kind of a... You kind of hear some whispering on the street above you. Um, and you hear... Hi, Ivy, you guys. Hmm. If I hear that enough, can I, like, try to lean in and pay real attention to what that... Is, what, what it's saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, so you listen harder uh, yeah. and you get the sense that 
you get the sense that your answer, the answers you're looking for are probably not down the hallway. That what you're looking for uh, is probably in the main room. Okay. Okay. Well, shoot. Can I follow those that whispering to wherever it was behind me? <laughs> um, it leads to right underneath the grate. Okay, this I'm, I'm going all out for it. Then I'm gonna yell, like, what, something like, uh, um, "What do you want? What are you? What do you want from me right now?" Um, how loud are you shouting that? Loud. You hear the groan of a thousand tortured souls coming from the end of the hallway as you yell this. Okay. I hear something else. You hear. Ivy, and it's the voice of Zorgar, who has appeared over the grate. Oh. What, are you, what are you doing down there? <laughs> I, I got stuck. What are you doing up there? You're stuck? Do you need help? <laughs> I could use some help, yes. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. Don't move a muscle. I'll be right back. And Zorgar takes off. Um, he says, please stay there. Don't move. Um, and runs off. Um, and runs off. The sounds are getting increasingly louder from the tunnel. Um, okay. Time begins to pass. Seconds start to feel like minutes. Every passing second, the cacophony of devilry echoes from the cavern and gets louder and louder and louder. Uh, what is Ivy doing? Um, she's visibly frightened at this point, probably uh, pacing, staring at the grate. Um, yeah. And... Um, Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. That's about it right now. A gust of wind comes from the the tunnel and blows your bonfire out. Um, right as clouds pass over the moon and you are standing in complete darkness. Oh, great. Um, this is, I'm going to tell you right now, this is your final test. What is Ivy going to do? I think I've had about enough of this. I'm gonna cast uh, Dispel Magic. As you cast Dispel Magic, the magic le- kind of sparkles from your fingers and is immediately extinguished. Uh, the sound from the, from the tunnel, you could probably guess are only about 20 feet away. Okay. Um... Uh, okay. I'll, just, I'll, I, just you, I'll just ask you a question. Okay. Do you stay or do you run? Now, this room is very small, right? Mm-hmm. I can't 
so I can either run towards the sound. You could try to hide in the darkness. Or you can stay put like Zorgar told you. I'm going to stay put, I guess. As you're standing there, bracing for the end, you immediately start to feel something dripping on your head. And you look up, and your friend Zorgar is using his dragon's breath to melt the ice that you have put on the grate as the rest of the superlative six is hoisting the grate off of the top, throws it aside, and Brock reaches his hand down and says, come on, take my hand. Okay, Ivy does that. It's good to see y'all. Take Brock's hand, he lifts you out, and you are left in darkness. We're gonna move on to the next person, and I'm actually just gonna roll, I'm gonna roll, uh, let's see, who's, who, we got five people left? I'm gonna roll a d10, see who's gonna come up next. Speaking of Zorgar. <laughs> if I remember correctly, you are eating a snack and we're transported to the darkness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious, by the way. <laughs> Nice. You're eating this beef jerky or whatever the snack was. Um, but something like that. I, said, I can't remember. Anyway, um, you bite into it, and the next time when you blink and open your eyes, you are back on your family's farm. What? Um, it's, a, it's a lovely little farm. Uh, you haven't thought about it in a really long time. Um, it's a it's kind of a ranch and a farm. Um, your family raises uh, lightning lizards uh, as uh, their as their main export. I guess their main uh, cute little things. Yeah, um, and you Zorgar are eight years old, uh, standing there eating a snack. Um, and it is your job, as you know, every night, um, and it is your job to, uh, lock up the lightning lizards before dark. Um, your family's been plagued by owl bears uh, coming in and out, um, trying to eat your lightning lizards. They love the taste of lightning lizard. Um, Ingly. so you're standing there, it's, uh, it's dusk, um, it's getting to be about dusk. Uh, the biggest problem for you, Zorgar, is that the, the lightning lizard barn is right on the edge of the really spooky forest. Um, owl bears live there, um, and all kinds of other monsters. Um, and so, uh, it's your job to lock them up before dark every night to make sure they don't get out. Um, and today you have forgotten to do it, and it's almost dusk. So you're sitting on the porch, eating your, eating your little snack bar. <laughs> and uh, suddenly, um, you're you're uh, it's it's dark. You you know you're eating your snack, and suddenly it is now nighttime. It's time to go to bed. Your dad calls in Zorgar. Zorgar. Yes, yes, Dad. 
that. Do you remember to lock up them lizards? Uh, uh, hmm, uh, no. You, did, you didn't lock up the lizards? Come on, Zorgar. You know uh, how to do that? You gotta, do there. you gotta go lock him up. Uh, and your mother steps into the room and says, Honey, now don't you worry. He's afraid of the forest. It's all right. It's spooky out there. And she kind of pats you on the head and goes, Don't you worry, honey. I'm going to go take care of that barn for you, all right? You just go and brush your teeth. Okay. Um... And so uh, you go off to brush your teeth and your mom heads out to the barn to lock up. Uh, and that's when you hear <laughs> and from out of the forest comes a pack of owlbears headed straight for the barn. Um, and your dad runs out uh, with a sword and He's casting spells. Get on out of here, you wild bear. Get on out. Uh, casting spells to get on out of there. Um, but uh, your mother was killed by the owlbears in this moment. Uh, and your father comes back in and uh, sits down, his head in his hands, and he says, Damn it, Sargar. Why didn't you lock the damn fence? Why didn't you lock him in? Uh, I was scared. Damn it. What? What are we going to do now? Is it, is this, was this my fault? Your father doesn't say anything. He just puts his head in his hands. I uh, lost. The next few days are a blur for you as they pass by very quickly. Your father, because the lizards were uh, eaten by the owlbears and your mom is gone, is forced to sell the farm. Um, and you guys have to move into the big city uh, where you're put into public schools. Um, and your father does his best to try to raise you, support you, but he, he can't quite do it. Um, he's not good enough to, he, he's not strong enough to handle becoming a widow and also being a single father. Um, and uh, one night, you guys are sitting there after school and everything, and your father's been drinking a little bit. And he says, Dorgar, well, I think it's, uh, it's time you made your own way in the world. I, I can't do this. Dad? I don't, you're a strong boy. You're a smart boy. You can handle it. I can't. 
Um, and he leaves, and you've never seen your father since. Um, Zorgar is kind of left on his own, and at that point, forced to um, lie about his age in order to get, you know, an apartment. He has to lie about pretty much everything about his entire life to get to to get to where he is. Um, high school passes in a flash as you see yourself conning and lying your way through high school, always with a smile, always with a pat on the back. Until about five years after high school, um, you're conning some jerk out in Neverwinter out of his cart and his horse. As you're, um, as you're conning this guy out of his cart and his horse, um, you've got like a decent cloak on, you know, you've kind of, you've kind of managed some stuff for yourself. And as you pass by, there's a couple homeless people sitting off to the side and you see your dad. Now, you know this, this is a memory of yours. You know this has happened. And what happened in the past was you walked right past your dad and let him go and let him live his life. What does this Zorgar do? So in my memory, I just let him go. Well, that's actually what happened in the past. You are now reliving that. Okay, so I can make a choice? Mm-hmm. Um, this is the man who literally abandoned you when you do it. I hesitate, but I stop and uh, go and talk to him, tap him on the shoulder. <laughs> this is it. Is that you, Dad? Yeah, yeah, it's me. You look a right mess. <laughs> done pretty good for myself I guess maybe not the honest way <laughs> so I uh, guess I was I was right you uh, you are strong you're um, you're welcome I guess you're welcome <laughs> well look at you now you got your own cart and horse and and you're, you, I like your cloak. It's nice. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> better than your old man here. Couldn't do it, so I must have done something right. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Would have been a lot easier if you stayed. Easier? Like, how, well, how did you get this car horse? I didn't leave you that. How'd you get it? Well, I had to lie about it. Lying is the best way to get what you want, son. Yeah. It's the only way to get ahead in this world. So I went to the city and I 
I tried to play it straight. I tried to be a good man in the city. Look what it turned me into. You, you figured it out. Well, maybe I figured things out wrong. Well, why? Well, that can't be. I mean, you look, look at you. you. You're doing five. Damn it! You 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 did fear. I I I did I did good. I did right. I I I did it. I did good. No, no, you didn't. I did. But you look look at you. You you're your own man. I sit with my ghost and my pain because I tried to do right and I. I didn't. You you did by doing what you had to. Everything about me is fake. I just had to make it up. Well. But you know what, Dad? I forgive you. Here, you can take my cloak. Take your cloak. Here's some money. Go, go get yourself something. I mean, um, wouldn't we like go get a bite to eat or something? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. So he takes you to the local international house of Limbus. Um, sits down. So, so, what uh, you said you've been, you're fake and you're lying, but that, I mean, who cares, right? You got, you got Limbus money, right? So, yeah, but I don't know, Pops, seeing you like you are, just, uh, it's making me feel different. I just don't feel good about it. Oh. Come on, you probably made it all the way through high school by yourself, right? I had teachers and friends. You have friends. That's the only way I made it. What friends did you have? Well, some might know know them by the superlative six. Superlative six. Yeah, we, we defeated a wizard without you. Defeated a wizard, huh? Yeah. Legit? Are you not lying to me now? No. No, I'm not. I guess you have to trust me, huh? Well, I mean, you just said everything about you was fake. I just wonder if that wizard thing was fake, too. Ah, well, that's probably the only true thing about my life. Well, anywho, uh, Thank you for the cloak. Should um, I should probably get going. All right. Where are you gonna go? <laughs> Got this fancy cloak. Who knows? All right, pops. <laughs> well, you keep on keeping on. Looks like you gotta figure it out, son. Yeah, I think I do now. All right. 
And he gets up, um, and he leaves, and as he pushes open the door, illusion fades in on itself, and everything goes to black. I would like to echo what Jenny has said in the chat. This is an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, wasn't seeing that coming. I need part of that, but like, oh, Dad. We are now. Uh, He's definitely worse than the way that Brock treats Rachel. Just saying. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> Brock wouldn't abandon Rachel. Never. Um, we now cut to um, uh, darkness fades away. And as it fades, there is nothing but bright, shining spotlights, cameras flashing, roars of the crowd, a standing ovation as Rosalind Tinkerfoot has just hit the high note in her final song as people are cheering and throwing flowers up onto the stage. And everyone is, there are people openly weeping and uh, people are just so happy to everyone. The, the cast comes out on stage, everyone gives a bow, and of course, for an extra loud bow or an extra loud cheer goes up uh, for Rosalind as she takes her solo bow um, as people come from the wings to hand her flowers, and everyone's cheering, clapping for her. And uh, as she descends, descends the steps of the largest stage. Uh, in the entire Sword Coast, uh, as people are chanting her name, the crowd pushes up towards the stage. Um, as people are desperate, Miss Tinkerfoot, can I have your autograph, please? Miss Tinkerfoot, over here. Miss Tinkerfoot, Miss Tinkerfoot, over here, over here. There are just people snapping pictures. Miss Tinkerfoot, what, what, how do you, what do you ascribe to your incredible success? What? It's all natural talent. Oh yeah, Andrew. Everyone's uh, oh my goodness. Can can we take this? Can we take a picture? Can you sign an autograph? And you're signing autographs. Of course. I love you too. You're all wonderful. Uh, would you mind? Do you have a minute to talk to about this amazing play with uh, with us? It's the the Neverwinter Times magazine. We'd we'd love to talk to you. Oh yes. Oh yes. So tell us, have you always been such a uh, studious actor? Oh, of course. I've it's been my dream for as long as I could remember. And uh, uh, you know, what what did you have to do to attain this level of success? Oh well, like I said, I it's natural talent. I. I studied young and in high school, but I think, yeah, if I if I didn't have the gift, I I couldn't have made it. Oh, that that's just wow. I mean, this latest performance—it's like, you know, like it's incredible. And well, that's so kind of you to say. Wow, it's just really something. And I mean, they're just like people lined up to like, get your autograph and all kinds of stuff. Um, I need you to make a perception check. Cool. 
Seven. Um, you kind of look past the, the Neverwinter Times uh, writer, and there's just another theater critic. There's another theater critic. There are people with holding there with flowers. There's people just all over the place, just cheering your name. Um, and uh, it seems that you've gotten everything that you wanted out of them. Um, and you've always had it too. Um, you worked really hard to achieve this, and um, you're now you have your you have your pick of what roles you want to take, or what plays you want to put on. You have your own production company. You can choose what you want to do that exactly highlights your talents. Uh, you have your pick of co-stars and uh, understudies so they won't poison you in your sleep. Like you've got uh, everything, uh, everything that you could possibly want. Um, feels pretty good. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, on one hand, Roslyn's probably thinking, well, it's about time that everyone realized how great I am. Um, but that but that seems a little sudden and she's thinking back to, you know, wiping syrup off of the table counters at the International House of Lemons <laughs> and having to be a waitress. So is that... As soon as you start to have those thoughts, as soon as you start to have those thoughts, your brain kind of goes... When you talk, no. no, you've been, you had to wait tables like when you were in high school. Like ever since then, you've been a massive star. Why are you still thinking about the high school? This doesn't seem real, though. Um, your assistant comes running up to you and says, "Look, I absolutely love this performance. You knocked it out of the park, lab." I gotta say, it's just wonderful. And you know, anything you want, you got it. Uh I have those uh I have those carnations for you back in your uh in your dressing room. Um and I can get I can get all these guys out of here if you want, if you just want some time to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, could could you tell me how how long have you been working for me? How long have I been working for you? Well, years, love. Uh, I've been uh, I've been your assistant uh, pretty much since you you turned eighteen. You graduated high school. Um, you were in that play. Um, yeah. What uh, what, uh, uh, what was it called? Um, oh, Goblin on a Roof. Uh, you was in that one, and uh, after that, you uh, you need an assistant, and so I was there. I I. You know, fill the building, and uh, I was there for you, and I've been there ever since. You know, it's been a long time, 15 or so years. Uh, I, of, of course, of course. I I appreciate all of your help at Goblin mm. on the Roof. Isn't that a classic? Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. I saw it three times, and that's why I want to be your assistant. <laughs> um... Here, I want to see if I cast so cantrip for true strike, um, where 
I can get a brief insight into the target's defenses. I'm curious if I can, something seems up. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm it's normally for melee stuff. Um, yeah, you're Rosalind Tinker. Oh, is that going to hurt them? I, I don't magic, hurt anyone. Magic bends to the way you want it. That's how it works. Magic and the laws of physics and the laws of men bend to the will of Rosalind Tinkerfoot. <laughs> so as you do true strike, um, yeah, I mean, this guy, this, this assistant adores you. Uh, just worships the ground you walk on. It's always, uh, he's been per a perfect assistant on you, everything you ever want, um, including that time that you wanted the discontinued brand of chips. He found them. Uh, brought him to you uh, when you wanted him, when you had a real hankering for him. Um, he's been a really tried and true assistant this whole time. Okay, well, just say, oh, thank you. Yes, I, I would love some time to myself. You know, after acting really takes it all out of me. I just leave it all out on the stage. So yeah, a, a rest would be good. I can sense that you was leaving it all there. Like everything was like, oh, she is in the zone tonight. So I'll get these guys. All right, everyone, go sort off. She, Rosalind's going away. Yeah, yeah, no more. Get off. Go away. Um, and I'm, I'm blowing kisses to the to all my adoring fans and collecting, picking up flowers off the ground and waving. <laughs> um. So he kind of he escorts you back to your your dressing room. Room, uh, sits you down and he's like, oh, right, right. Is, uh, is there anything else I can do for you? Oh, no, no, you've done plenty. I really appreciate it. Mm, no problem. Well, Mr. Tinkerfoot, you have a lovely night. You go ahead and give me a hello if you need anything. You as well. Thank you. Um, he leaves, um, and as the door shuts, um, Instantly, you are back up on stage the next night. Same thing. Just, you know, spotlights, people cheering, yelling, throwing flowers. Oh, Miss Tinkerfoot over here, Miss Tinkerfoot, please, Miss Tinkerfoot over here, Miss Tinkerfoot. Um, as people calling you down, um, pretty much an exact repeat of what happened la uh, previously. Um, yeah, I was saying to talk to the Neverwinter Times. We'd love to talk to you about your performance. Yes. Yes, of course. Oh, awesome. Um, your performance was like, <laughs> like amazing, just like totally locked in and everything. Uh, and your assistant comes over and says, all right, man, you, you know, would you like to have a moment to yourself again? I can get these guys out of here. Y yes, yes, that would be great. All right, all right. All right, sort off, all of you. You sort off. Um, waves them all so away. Blowing kisses, picking up flowers. <laughs> uh, back to your dressing room. Anything else we can do for you, Miss? No, no. But didn't didn't you ask me that earlier? I mean, I've always asked you that. Is I always make sure before I leave, there's nothing else I can do for you. Close. Oh, well, well, of course. Why wouldn't you? That's that's awfully kind of you. No, I'm no, I'm all right. All right, Mr. Foot. Uh, leaves, closes the door, 
back immediately. Lights flashing, spotlights, roses, uh, the whole nine. Um, go ahead and make another perception check. And that would be... That would be a 23. It's pretty much the same thing as happened the last two times. People are cheering your name, can't get enough of you. Uh, only this time, um, you see uh, the form of a half-elf that you recognize pretty well um, at the back of the theater. Um, and uh, she's in a bright pink dress, and uh, she kind of looks over to you and then slips out the back and leaves. Uh, I'm gonna follow. Okay. Um, as you start heading that direction, more people get in your way. Like, oh, Miss Tiggerfoot! Miss Tiggerfoot! Uh, we signed an autograph? And there's people kind of like getting in your way, like physically standing there. Like, can we get in the picture? Can we get an autograph? And Christine comes up and goes, all right, all right. It's a sawed off, everyone. She's trying to get to a dressing room. Come on, this way, miss. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I try to sign an autograph or two on my way out, not wanting to ignore people that love me. All right, all right. He kind of, he hooks you around the arm and starts pulling you towards the dressing room. He's like, is there anything else? I got the carnations for you back in your room if you wanted. Um, I assume you want a moment to yourself in your dressing room. Those people just look so close to you. Yeah, yes. It's it's all quite overwhelming. That that would be great. Okay. Uh, so he goes back to your dressing room. Anything else I can do for you, ma'am? No. Did, did you see someone behind the stage? I, it looked like a friend of mine was back there. No, I didn't see anything. Uh, all right. I can take a look for you if you like. I, sure, that would be great. All right, well, you have a good night, miss. Leaves, close the door immediately. Lights flashing, flowers, chants, all the whole thing. Um, you still see the same person at the back of the theater um, leaving through the back doors. Yeah, I book it. All right, so you start running. People are like, hey, Miss Tiggerfoot. They're taking pictures. They're getting you to sign autographs. Um, your assistant comes around and goes, all right, let's get you back to the dressing room. I No, I can I shove past, I guess, to follow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Miss, Miss Tiggerfoot, you, you can't go that way. You can't go that way. Um, and he kind of runs after you and, and like grabs onto your arms. Like, you got to go back to the dressing room. No, I've got a friend. I saw someone. You haven't got any friends. I'm your only friend. I don't know what you're talking about with this friend. It's me, and that's it. You don't have any other friends. I, well, that can't be true. It is true. You practice all the time. You never have time for anyone else. Your co-stars are basically carpet to you. And, you know, you, and, like, you, the only other person you ever have a conversation with is me, and it's usually to go fetch you something. But but look at all these people. I mean, it, people love me. Oh, well, yeah, sure. When's the last time you sat down with one of them and had a meal? You ever actually got to know them? I, I, I suppose not. Okay. I, but I really need to... Uh, I need to go. I need to find this person. Yeah, you need to go back to your district. You, you're about to have a fit. I know what acting takes out of you. Just wants you to sit down, maybe get you a drink, 
Uh, we'll go back to your dressing room, and you know you can take a moment to clear your head. All right. All right. All right. Then. Um, takes you back back to the room. Can I get you anything else, Miss? Uh, no, no, I'm okay. All right. Closes the door. Bam! Immediately back. Same thing. Lights flashing, flowers getting thrown, people cheering your name. Figure leaves the door at the back of the theater. Can I cast invisibility? Um, let me just. Or disguise self, one of the two. <laughs> let me check on invisibility, what the rules are. Yeah, um, you can turn yourself invisible. It's fine. Okay, do I need to roll anything? Nope, you're invisible. I, yeah. And I give like, a grand bow in my curtain call, and then poof, I'm gone. Oh, man, I haven't seen an exit like that since Bilbo left. And they're like, where'd she go? Where'd she go? Everyone's uh, looking around, trying to find you. Um, your assistant comes out and goes, Miss Tigafoot, what, what, what? And he immediately like pounces on the closest photographer. He's like, where is she? What'd you do to her? He's like, I, I, I don't know. He just disappeared. I don't know. Um, and I run after the person I've been seeing. What's that? I run after the person I've been seeing. Okay. So you actually have to like climb over chairs because there's so many people in the aisles. You're like climbing over these chairs to get back there. Yeah. And so the guy's looking around. He's like, where? What? And then he sees kind of a chair kind of go down as you're climbing over it. And he goes, oh, and he starts running towards you. Um, as you're trying to climb over these chairs. I... Uh, can I just kind of dart in a different direction? So hope he doesn't notice. <laughs> um, yeah, but you're, if you're still trying to get like... If you're still trying to get to the back of the theater, you still have to climb over chairs because there's too many people on the aisles and stuff. So he sees every time the chair goes down, he like jump on to hop over and he like starts heading that direction. Uh, okay. Um, so right as you last row, you're about to be, you're about to jump over. He reaches out and grabs the air. Miss Tinkerville, what, what are you doing? I, I, it can, can, does he know, does he actually have a grasp on me? Yeah, he's got you. <sighs> um, say, I, I have to leave. I have to get out for a oh, minute. You, don't, you, know you go back to your dressing room. You have a drink. No, you no, no. You know how these crowds are. I need a moment to myself. I need. Yeah, to and you can get that in your dressing. I don't understand. Why, why are you trying to go out this way? I don't get it. No, no, no. I need a moment to myself. Outside. Yes, yes we agree. We, you need a moment to yourself. So let's get back to your room where it's nice and safe. No, but outside of my dressing room, I I need to get out. It's been forever. I go from my dressing room to the stage. I yeah. I you, don't. I need you. More I, I than you've got you've got the nicest apartment in the whole city, love. It's up there in the pet house. I just wanted a minute to be invisible, to see the city on my own without anyone knowing. I just need a minute to myself. Um, I can't let you do that. There's going to be people mobbing you outside. I can't let you do that. Who's going to see me? No, I can't let you do that. No one will know I'm there. I'll be very careful. Rosalind, I cannot let you do that. 
why can't you let me do that? You work for me. You, no. you should let me do what I want to do. No. Let's get one thing straight. You work for me. I, excuse me? That's right. You work for me. Go back to your dressing room before I take you back there. What, what do you mean I work for you? You've been under this whole time thinking you're the one in charge. What is me? I book everything for you. You're nothing without me. You're literally nothing. I'd, I'd say Rosalind's a little confused, but is still too proud to admit that someone else is, that she owes her oh, success to anyone else. I'm sorry, else. when's the last time you booked an audition? I do that. When's the last time you signed an endorsement agreement? I do that. When is the last time you paid your damn rent? I do that. Without me, you're nothing. You're nothing. I, I, how dare you? <laughs> but she kind of knows I'm, this is true <laughs> given her actual circumstances. I just, I, I just need to go something weird is going on here and I need to get out. The only weird thing that's going on is you going prattling on and on and on and on. Oh, I never got out of here. I never got into the stage. That's the only weird thing that's going on. This, I don't, I was working as a waitress. No, you working as a waitress in high school now. You're all confused. This is what I'm talking about. You're confused. You need some time. All right. You need to go back and rest. All right. Uh, fine. All right. He grabs you by the arm and he starts to kind of take you back towards the dressing room. I can I can I do anything to fight this guy off? Yeah, absolutely. Or can okay. <laughs> I suspect he is not real, but um, <laughs> um I try to break the grapple that he's got good. Can I use vicious mockery? Um yeah, go ahead. Uh, um Do I need to roll for that? No, I've, I've got to roll a wisdom saving throw. Um, what is the insult you throw at him? I say it is exactly opposite of what you would think. I am, you are nothing without me and my talent, buddy. Um, you can feel the kind of the psychic energy kind of hit him and he, he loosens his grip. He's like, what? what are you talking about? And at this point, he's let you go. I run <laughs> before he can um, think of it. So you're like, oh, oi! And he starts to chase you down. You make it to the doors, throw the doors open, and standing in front of you are your five friends uh, from the Superlative Six. And uh, another really cool looking um, gnome. Well, I think he's a gnome. Uh, goes by the name of Desmond. Uh, Standing there waiting for you at the end, um, and they're waiting for you outside the theater. Um, and as you take a step toward them, you fall straight forward into the darkness. 
Um, oh. We're going to cut. <laughs> Darn it. There is a, uh, there's a big celebration happening. Um, the Richmond Hellhounds have just won Bone Sport 1187 Championship. What, what? What, And uh, the players of the Bone Sport team and their girlfriends are in a car. They are stoked, man. They are on top of the world. Yeah! We did it! And that's my boy Brock who got it done. Am I, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, you know it. Brock, you are sitting uh, in the back of this uh, chariot. Uh, Christy's got her arms wrapped around your neck, uh, kissing you on the cheek. Uh, she's like, that's my guy. Oh, oh, he's so good. I love him so much. Gives him big old kisses on the cheek. Um, and it's just so happy to be here. Um, and so then, uh, as you guys are driving around, you guys are hooting and hollering, just like passing every car, throwing eggs at cars, just being like, yeah, woohoo! Um, and uh, passing by, knocking nerds down on the ground as you pass by them in your chariots. Uh, and you guys pull up to Bob's, Bob's Big Dwarven Burger. Um, as you walk in, uh, there's pe- you know people with their kids in line waiting to get their food. There's a bunch of people sitting at tables, um, and they're sitting there. And you guys walk in like toast of the town, like yeah, yeah, Richmond High. Um, what is uh, what is Brock doing with his? Uh, he's got one arm around Christy. Um, comes in with the rest of the team. What's he? What's Brock feeling at this moment? I'm hungry. What's some food? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's my boy. Give me some. You'd be hungry after that performance. Yeah, I wasted. I mean, I didn't waste. I exerted so much effort. I need Left to. Left it all on the field, bro. Left it all on the field. I need sustenance. Yeah. Let's give my boys some substance. And they walk up to the. Uh, they like kind of push some people out of the way to get to the counter. Um, and they're like, "Yo, Richmond High in the house, yeah, yeah." Um, and you get uh, cashier comes up, takes your order. Um, and Christy's just like, she's, she's got one arm around your waist and she's just like, Hey babe, can we share a milkshake? No. No, why not? I don't know. Just don't ask me about my milkshake. Uh, are you super territorial about your milkshake? Fine. Can we get two and we can at least like try each other's? I mean, do you got two bucks? I only got three bucks for one milkshake. Yeah, I know. I know the rules. Okay. I get it. I love you. All right. Okay. Brian gives you a kiss on the cheek. Oh, I love this guy. Uh, so then they, uh, you guys order your food. Um, uh, server brings it over to you guys. Uh, the whole time your whole, your football team has been like headbutting each other and like chest bumping. And like when they do that, they kind of back into other customers and knock stuff down. Like, hey, watch your drink, nerd. Um, and they're like, they're just on top of the world. Um, Brock, I need you to make a perception check. Okay. Sorry, my, my app is not working very well. Okay, 17. 
So Bob's Big Dwarven Burgers are known for generous amounts of ketchup. It usually kind of like slops off the side. Um, but your burger has no ketchup coming off the side. Yo, what's up with my burger? You know, I love um, me some you, catchy, catchy up. You open up the burger and uh, uh, on the burger are little smiley faces and hearts drawn in ketchup on your burger. This is adorbs. Who did this? Um, I mean, you're in the middle of a restaurant. They're just like, oh, dude, somebody knows. They got good taste here. Putting hearts in your burger. Knows for you. Yeah, yeah. Where's Christy? Where's Christy at? She can't Christy see this. Next year, she's like, uh, what bitch did this? She's going to die. <sighs> you know what? You know what? It's okay. It's okay. You know, this is the first time this happened to me, Christy. Chill. Uh, okay. No, I don't no, care. Okay. You know what? I don't care if it was some dumb burger flipper or if it was like the president of uh, of the states i'm gonna kill him nobody hits on my boyfriend hey someone's being nice to me i played one heck of a game i took you know you know that tackle i did Ooh, bro you know that tackle i did it was women are going to be all over me duh so you need to chill or else i'm gonna drink your milkshake okay well I just get so jealous because I love you so much. Gives her gives you a big kiss, um, and start. You know she's got her milkshake and her food, and she's eating. Um, so then uh, you guys are eating your food, um, and you look over and uh, you do. Now this is a memory that you're sort of living through, um, but you also still have some of your memories from the last fifteen years, and you do know the name of the girl who's working back at the burgers. That's Rachel. Um, she's sitting there, and then a, co- a coworker comes up to her, just drenched in soda, uh, because your boy Brad had bumped into her while she's carrying a tray and spilled it all over. He was like, "Watch, nerd!" Um, and so she walks. Her coworker walks up to Rachel, and that's covered, and and she's like trying to dry herself off. Rachel takes off her sweater and hands it to her friend so she can put it on um, over her work clothes, so she's not like covered in soda and stuff um you guys keep uh eating your food and everything Chrissy's like okay well what else are you gonna do tonight I like want to go up into the hills and saw some fireworks oh what'd you say I'm enamored by Rachel right now um are you still here (laughs) she gives you a kiss and is like hey babe I'm here like yeah yeah. fireworks up in the hills Yeah, yeah yeah why don't you go get in the chariot you know, don't forget your milkshake. I'm gonna drink it, and uh, I'll, I'll catch up to you. I'll catch up to you. Milkshake, you jerk. <laughs> she grabs it. She gives you a kiss, um, and she and the re- and everybody else goes to leave while you're still there. Um, and they kind of walk towards the front door. What does Brock do? Um, I approach Rachel. Right as you walk up, and she goes, "What? Didn't you already spill enough soda, my friend?" Now that was my boy Brock. I mean, I'm Brock. That was my boy, whatever his name is. You know, I had a rough game today. It was actually a really good game for me, but you know, exhausted. But are you okay? Like you know, uh, your name's Brock, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just looks so so familiar. Do I know you? 
I mean, you and your friends come here all the time when I, I work here, so you probably see me and stuff. I know, but like, I feel like I know you. Know you. You know me, huh? All right, then what's my name, smart guy? Would I know her name? Like you say, I recognize her, but... Go ahead. It's Rachel, right? She kind of goes, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my name's Rachel. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's cool that you knew that. Um, I, I didn't think you did. You're the one that puts those cute little hearts and smiley faces in my burger, isn't it? Um, and her face just bright red. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> I didn't, um, didn't think you knew that. Uh, oh gosh. Wow. I've, okay. Well, never doing that again. Oh, I'm really, I'm really sorry. I, um, I'm sorry, but I, um, that was really unprofessional, you know, there's one thing that Bob's Big Dormenberger prides itself on. It's the professionalism of its employees. Uh, so I, I'm sorry. You know, you know I love me some catchy catchy up, but I find it adorable that you put little hearts and smiley faces in my burger. Can I get your number? Oh, um... I thought you were with that um, uh, Christy or whatever. No, but I just feel like I need your number. Um, like you just just like talk, right? Like, um, and then as you as she's kind of clarifying this, Christy comes back in. And is like, I knew it. I knew you were coming back to talk to this bitch. Listen, lady, and she kind of walks right up. She's like. Stay away from him. He's mine, okay? I don't know who you are with your ketchup drawings and stuff like that. Some failed art student. Oh, look at me. I used to be an art student. I draw little faces and burgers. But Christy, Christy? You're stuck here. Christy. What? Go get back in the carriage. No, I'm going to tell you. Go, go get back in the carriage. No, go, no, no. She's go get back. Oh, I'm going to break this table. I'm going to cause a scene. You know what happens when I get mad. Do you want that to happen right now? You're being such a I know, but you know. I know you. You that 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 Go get back in the carriage. We'll have we'll talk later. No fireworks for you. Well, he's because he just kind of marches off without another word. Um, and she actually, uh, you can, he look out and she actually peels out with the carriage and leaves you there. I thought you'd never leave. Oh, wow. Uh, I, look, I'm really, I didn't, oh gosh, oh gosh, I'm a home record. Oh gosh. Oh no. I'm, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. I'm so sorry. There's something I know that we, we know each other. There's something special between us. I just won the game of the century, but for some reason, this is what I'm feeling right now is this connection between you and me. Wow. Um, 
wow, okay. <laughs> um, my shift's done in 20 minutes. Well, I would like another hamburger, please. Some catchy, catchy up. Preferably a big heart. Um, and as she turns away, everything fades out. And we are let, um, we open up to just a few minutes ago as Olivia has gotten away from the group to uh, call on her sending stone to her husband, Roger. Um, and so uh, Olivia's called Roger. Hey, um, what, what's up? Um, like, I just, uh, I was wondering, um, I mean, like, if, if I weren't like, you know, that some cute, pretty bard, you know, who is into skincare and all that stuff, like, would you still be interested in me? Well, of course, if I knew that you'd been lying to me this whole time, I mean, I'd be crushed. You know, um, I don't, I, um, I don't know, I think so, but unfortunately, given our our standing, we'd have to probably break up. Um, I'm too well known of a person I can't associate with my stuff. Um, like, we can't associate with what kind of stuff? Stuff below my dignity, you know? Um, but, you know, like, uh, like what? Well, I mean, like, you're a bard, you know, cute and hot, and, you know, you've got an album coming out and stuff. Like, I can, I can live with that. I don't know that I could live with, like, oh, I don't know, gosh, a fighter or something like that, or uh, heaven forbid a barbarian. Goodness gracious, could you imagine? Uh, <laughs> do, wait, why do you, why do you, oh my gosh, the gym, every more, oh. No, it's. Oh my gosh. How Roger. <laughs> You're not a, you only ever cast dissonant whispers. Oh my! You're not a bard, are you? Oh my! Oh my! I'm. It's. It's not so bad. I mean, we've gone this long, and and it's not like anybody else knows, and like it's fine. No. What? What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say? You've been lying to me this whole time. You... I just, I thought that that you wanted, you know, this pretty girl, and I wanted to be right for you. Right for me, why? You've been lying to me this whole time. I, I mean, you, we've gone places, 
and they, you know, it's like, oh, here comes the businessman in the bar. Like, that's our nickname around town. Like, if you're not that, then what even are you? Olivia's just, uh, she doesn't have anything to say. This is like her worst nightmare coming true. I, I just, I, I should go. I should go. I don't know what to say. He hangs up in, um, you're just kind of left there to wallow for a second. Um, when you get a call on your sending stone. Um, I pick up on the off chance that it's Roger. Oh, hey, what's up, Livia? Hey. Hey, girl. How you been? Oh, so good. Did you go to that reunion thing? I didn't go. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really lame. Yeah? Yeah. You should totally come, though. Why would I come if it's lame? Oh, you know, like, I mean, you you remember all those people from high school. They were just like, oh, my gosh. And you you remember how jealous they were of us? Like, they were always so jealous. (laughs) Bard's gonna stick together though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bard's forever. Yay, Bard's forever. Maybe I will come. That's like fun. Yeah, you know, you know, Ross lives here. Do you remember? Do you remember that girl who was always in the library? Um, I think her name was like Adrian or something like that, or like. Oh yeah, Ariadne. Huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> I my it was my goal to give her an eating disorder when we were in high school. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I uh, I should probably go, but yeah, you should come. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm great. I know that okay. you're lying to me. What's going on? Oh, nothing. I'm I'm fine. Stop but hey, you should come. You should come. Stop and lying. We'll... You're lying to me. Well, come and we'll talk about it. Uh, I'll tell you everything you when you up. get here. <laughs> I have a guest. Yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, as soon as you hang up, the person you're talking to on the phone appears in front of you. Um, and it's Heather Scandlin, um, who was one of your best friends, uh, basically joined at the hip during high school. Hey, what's up, girl? Hey, you what made it. This place? What? This isn't a reunion. What is this place? Um, I look around. Aren't I at the high school? Yeah, this isn't a reunion, though. This is lame. What's going on? Oh, I'm just... You remember that whole, like, wizard thing that happened in senior year? Yeah, with Stravius. No, I don't remember. Oh, I mean, long story short, we just you know have to fight off this evil guy. Sounds dumb. <laughs> hey, where's Roger? Um, you know, I think he's outside. Oh, he found out you were into barn, huh? What? 
he found out, didn't he? And he left you alone, just like you've always worried you would be. Because nobody really likes barbarians. They smell funny. They're always so angry. Like, feel hold of yourself. That's why you want to be a bard. Because You know what, Heather? What? Roger likes me for my inner strength. Roger and I have been seeing each other for three years. I don't know if you knew that. I slap her. She wants a real bard. <laughs> I slap her. <laughs> Ow, what, what's going on? Roger loves me for my inner strength. And you know what inner strength is, Heather? What? It's loving yourself. And you know, when I look around, I see you and then I see my friends, people who, even when I'm mean to them, I'm so, have you seen Rosalind? I'm so mean to her. And you know what? She still sticks up for me and she keeps my secret and she has my back. That's true friendship. And they accept me for who I am. And I think it's high time that I accept me for who I am. She goes, you'll never accept yourself for who you are. That's why you pretend all the time. I rage. <laughs> I pull out right. my axe. <laughs> and I'm going to say, night, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to hit her with the butt of my hammer. <laughs> <laughs> um, gotta cover the baby's ears when you say that. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and swing and follow through. Um, everything turns to black, and we're going to the last person in the party we haven't seen yet. Ariadne, you uh, you blink your eyes for just a couple of seconds, and you are in the absolutely massive backyard of one of your father's mansion. Um, and uh, there are a couple straw dummies set up out in the yard at range for you. And he says, well, daughter, I think it's high time you and I had some wizard practice. No, I want you to cast Ray of Frost at that dummy over there. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. All right, let's see totally. it. Totally. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got distracted. I'm sorry. Um, and I cast Ray of Frost. I shoot it out from my body, and it's a very glowing yellow. Your, your dad goes, No, that's still not right. Not done correctly. You, I don't know what you're doing, but it's not Ray of Frost. <laughs> Look, the dummy mountain. I don't know. Frost doesn't melt things unless, unless, of course, we're on a different plane. And you see him jump high up into the air and then fall on his back. No, we're on the right plane. You're doing it wrong. Do it again. Dad? Yes? Do, do you really think that I'm going to get better at it if I just keep doing it the same yes, of way? Of course, that's, the, that's, the very, that's what wizards do. They study and they work and do it. I get it. Hey. We always get it. We always do. So, 
Do it again. All right. I shake a little, shake it out. And I feel the coldness within me, right? I feel the frigid. And I do it again. Counted another dummy. Tells me it's not frost. So. I'm thinking cold. I'm thinking uh, cold. It's about, it's not about thinking cold. It's about channeling the coldness through. What is the difference? I don't know. Wizards always know the difference. Now get your spell book. Pick it up. Go pick up the spell book. And I look at the spell, Ray of Frost. And I go, think of frost. Think of cold. Feel cold. I don't get it. I don't get the difference. I don't know how to do this. What am I doing wrong here? I shut the book. And I go up to the third dummy. And I really think about ice. I channel it. The cold never bothered me anyway. And I try again. You've got a third mounted dummy. Figured. That's just how good I am at being a wizard, guys. Well, I mean, guarded wizards is a bit of a stretch at this point. I mean, you're still hitting it, which is good. But it's not Ray of Frost. I don't know what you're casting, but it's not Ray of Frost. No, wait, I do know what you're casting. But <laughs> you couldn't be casting that because you're a wizard. Wizards don't cast that. So something must be wrong with your spell. So let's try again. Snaps his fingers, three more dummies pop. Yeah. Yeah. Dad. Yes. If I'm not casting Ray of Frost, mm-hmm. what am I casting? <laughs> the only thing that crackles quite like that and makes my teeth set on it and melts things like that would be Eldritch Blast. But mm-hmm. that's cantrip. You don't, you, you're a wizard. So let's try it again, only this time try to do it with Paul. Okay. What if I tried like. Uh, like the ray of fire. Can I try that? What about ray of enfeeblement? Can I can I switch it up a little bit? Can I try something different? Well, well yes. But every time we've tried something different, you've just melted it like it's using Eldritch energy. So, and he kind of starts to sit there and he goes, "Daughter, hmm? have you been in contact with any outsider?" What does that mean, Dad? I'm always home. No, it's not, not quite what I mean. I mean, outsiders is in outside of our realm. Maybe. I don't know. I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing this. I can't. No, I'm, no, no, I'm no, not... no, no. You have a wizard's exam coming up, and you're going to have a ray of frost if you are to be a wizard. Like me? Mm-hmm. See what? Mm-hmm. He just kind of points his finger and immediately solid ice shatters into a million pieces. Just like that. See, I didn't, wasn't even thinking about it. I was thinking about being on a tropical vacation. Uh, uh, I was hanging out with the god of games. He was in a he was in an umbrella next to me. We were sipping Coronas. It was great. Uh, I wasn't even thinking about ice. Dad, I'm not like you. I'm not good at that like you. You know that it's, I'm not, it's, uh, I need a minute. I need a minute. Okay. I need a minute. Right. And I walk into the house. 
And then I walk straight through the front door and I keep walking. And I get as far away from my house as I can without reasonably expecting my dad to pop in at a moment. And I call to my, um, my deity, my, oh, what are they called? Mm-hmm. Um, what the, what did we decide your deity was called? I don't remember. Ah, uh, he's the ch- seeker. He is path of the seeker. And I forget what I called him because I described him as a Santa Claus and a uh, Carl Fredrickson looking fellow. That's right. So you call, you call your deity and he sits there and says, oh, yes, Miss Ariadne, I was just seeking some ice cream in my freezer. <laughs> oh, seeker humor. Ah, can I help you with? I don't know if I can keep doing this. Keep doing what, Les? The lying, all of it, pretending and trying to prove to my dad that I'm a wizard. And, and I'm just not. I'm not a wizard. I'm not. I'm a no, warlock. No, I'm, I'm a lorelock. But he's so blind. He's so blind. How many times can you cast Eldritch Blast at a stupid dummy in our yard and him be convinced that I can get Ray of Frost? Like, I'm not even. Jesus, to the God of Gains. Like, I can't. I can't keep. Like, it's right in front of him and he doesn't even see it. And I just. Fine. What is it that you call him when he's not paying attention? Thaddeus the Pompous. Hmm. Never actually dealt with pompous people. Did you say you've never actually dealt with them? Well, have you ever actually dealt with them outside of your father? They're a right pain in the ass. Yeah, I know. He is a right pain in the ass. Hmm. He's a blind right pain in the ass. Yes, he's blind because he wants you to be just like him. He's going to be so disappointed. Wow. Well, His heart's going to break if he finds out that I'm Maybe. That I'm a maybe, the, maybe the fact that you're his daughter give him enough love. Maybe. Really? Mm. really? The man has seen me cast Eldridge Blast mm. hundreds of times. And he's still convinced that I can be a wizard and I have a wizarding exam coming up. Ah, there. I think we have a problem. You seem to think that he thinks you can be a wizard. But I think he thinks you are a wizard. Thaddeus is a good bloke, but he deals in absolutes. Does that not seem to be the problem here? Hmm. He sees you casting this eldritch stuff and just thinks that you're failing at being a wizard. No, I'm succeeding at being a warlock. Well, it's because he's got it in his mind that you're a wizard. It's because he thinks that wizards are the only thing that we can be. And because he's half celestial and being a part of like the eldritch magic is maybe considered tainted. I don't know. I'm scared. I'm scared to tell him. I'll be it for me to tell you what you should and shouldn't be scared of. I just seek things. But I don't know. Seems to me that maybe you're not giving your old man enough credit. My old man doesn't even let me go places by myself. He 
has to drive me that credit. He doesn't give me any credit. How can I give him any? Well, I like Thaddeus. He's a good man, but he's also sort of a man child. He, uh, he likes to, he likes the attention. Have you seen your library at your school? Yes. Have you seen the section dedicated to me at the school? He doesn't look at me as more than a child. Children section, yes, I know. <laughs> it's great. Ah, yes, but as he sees you as his child, his loved one, perhaps if you could show him what you really are, maybe he might start paying attention. Maybe. All right. Thank you, Seeker. Mm. You get back there and you mount yourself some more statues in my name. Can do that. That I can succeed at. All even right. if it's not. Have, I've come to the end of my quest to find ice cream. Well, I found it. So I'm going to watch Will and Grace and go to bed. Good night. <laughs> Good night, Seeker. I go home. I go back out to the backyard. Is my dad laying on the ground? Um, he's actually <laughs> he's actually spinning on his finger. He's like, ah, marvelous. Ah, I do love the physics here. He kind of bouncing it up on his finger. Ah, daughter, you're back. Father. Right. I've set up some more, I've set up some more straw figures over there. You freeze when ready. Dad? Yes. Yes. Um, Daddyus. Um. Ah, I like, <laughs> Daddyus, I like that. I like it a lot. Oh, we need to have a chat. Oh, I need you to come sit here. And I sit down on the ground and I cross my legs. Oh, the ground. Okay. Do we have lawn chairs? I can't. Oh, of course. <laughs> over there. Right, shall I bring them? And he just kind of like snaps his fingers. They levitate over. I'm thirsty yeah. too. Snaps his fingers. Some lemonade comes over. Dad. Dad yeah. yeah. Well, yes. I need, I need your attention. Full ah, attention. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I need you... I need to play. I need to pose a hypothetical to you. Can we do a thought experiment? Ooh, those are my favorite kind. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course, of course. If I can't cast, so just picture for a moment. If I'm, hmm. remember what you said earlier about Eldritch magic. Hmm. Let's pose for a moment that I'm actually casting Eldritch magic, and that that is actually Eldritch blast that hmm. is being cast. Hmm. That would mean that I'm a what, Dad? It would mean you're a wizard who has somehow broken the planes of magical reality in order to inscribe other blast into your Dad? book. Oh, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know. You have taken an extraordinary feat which allows you to use eldritch magic and also arcane and divine and all kinds of the stuff of the wizards and evocation and adoration. You've broken the laws of magic. That would be amazing. Is that what that means, Dad? <laughs> well, if we're going scientifically, I suppose Occam's Razor poses that it would just mean mm -hmm. it's more law. Yeah. So let's let's think about Occam for a second. And that I am an, a warlock. What would what would that mean to you then? Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking, I suppose that means that I should put the young adult section in your name at your library as well. Um, I should also... Whew, 
I should also like to meet your patron, whoever it is. I would hate to think you've sold your soul. I could try to win it back for you. I, I do a mean fiddle. I don't know if that's still the contest or not. Well, we'd have to go to Georgia first, and like nah, that yes, feels like an entirely oh, different trip. Georgia, yes, yeah. Um, I do have a, a number of solid, <laughs> but I made them myself. I don't know if that counts. Okay. Um, uh, but you know, it would just mean that we have a whole new set of standards for you to meet. That, that's all it would mean. Uh, you no longer have to be freezing these statues and melting them, which you're superb at. I mean, look at how many puddles are on the floor. We've been doing this for hours. Uh, also means I would love to see how your hellish rebuke works. I've always been fascinated with the idea of unleashing the powers of hell after you get hit by something. That, that, so mm. you, uh, you wouldn't be disappointed if oh. I wasn't a wizard? Oh, sweetie, I'd be a little disappointed that you didn't want to be like your old man. <laughs> but, but of course, you're a growing young woman. How can I tell you what to be? If you told me you wanted to be a fighter, you wanted to throw all magic to the wind, or a barbarian, could you imagine? But of course, you would still be my daughter, and I would want you to be the best damn barbarian you could be. Do you mean that? All of that incredible magic inside of your brain, and use those wings, you could be a flying barbarian. Can you think of anything more terrifying? If you were a flying, horrible hell monster, it would be incredible. I'm going to choose to take that as a compliment. Of course, you should. Flying hell monster. Are the kids not saying that anymore? Uh, no, no. They, they sure they still are. Um, but, Dad, then I have something to tell you. Ah yes, you're a warlock, aren't you? You just have to take that from me. I did. I'm sorry. I'm I'm so happy. This was supposed to be a moment. I figured this out about 20 minutes ago when you first thought the hypothetical experiment. I figured it out. I thought you saw the penny dropping in my brain. You were still supposed to let me say it. You know what? I'm sorry. Um, and then he. <laughs> Do you know who my patron is too? Air. Are you gonna take? Are you gonna take that thunder? He lifts his hands in the air and the blue spinning effect from the first Superman movie where he turns the world back starts to kind of rattle around and you have now gone back in time 30 seconds to when you have just said um, I have something to tell you yes what is it do I know that he turned back time yeah you can remember if he doesn't remember you do okay I go dad I'm a warlock I'm so proud of you I was wondering when you were going to tell me I Honestly, I, I was wondering, I, I didn't know. Uh, if you were ever gonna tell me, if you're ever gonna come to terms with it yourself. I, I knew it from the first moment I tried to teach you uh, ray, of, uh, ray of sickness. You, know, I was, you were just a little taught. Uh, I thought that would help you control your bowels as a child and it didn't. So Dad! That, moment that, you know, wizard was probably beyond you. And uh, <laughs> of course, I, I, of course, I, I've known for a long time. I've known for a long time. I was just waiting for you to be comfortable with it. Well, I think I finally am. And I want you Excellent. to meet my patron. Ah, yes, the seeker. Yeah, he is a very good friend. Ah, I did it again, didn't I? Reaches <laughs> up and goes back. goes back another 10 seconds. He's not invited to my wedding whenever this happens. <laughs> Because he's going to give away the I do before I do. 
Well, I have the power to reverse time, dear, so I can just do that. Maybe I just want it to go right the first time. Ah, hey, Daddyus. Yes, the first time. Of course. That was why your mother always got mad at me when we went to the movies. Okay, yes. Well, anyway, I'm very proud of you, sweetie. Give me a hug. I want uh, you to meet my patron, the Seeker. Ah, oh, yes, yes, of course, of course. Uh, the Seeker shows up. Ah, I see you finally about around to telling him, right? I did, yes. See how he lets me finish a sentence? Uh, uh, yes, capital. Uh, excellent. Uh, it's good to meet you, Mr. The Seeker. Uh, it's wonderful. I'm glad that you've been taking care of my daughter while she's been working on this warlock stuff. And, uh, uh, you're certainly invited to the graduation or whatever. I don't know. What Are you graduated yet? I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, anyway, uh, let's all have a big hug, shall we? He puts his arms out. You know, I'm going to hug my dad. This has been a good day. He deserves it today. All right. I give him a big old hug. As you hug him, turns to black. All of you immediately fall forward on your faces in the auditorium, and you're back in the auditorium, um, exactly where you were um, when the darkness first overcame you. Trevor is in the uh, trap door. It's only about two feet deep. He's all, Haha, I fell. It was cool. Who put this trap door here? Whew. Did you, do, Rosalind? Did you do put the trap door here? I know you're like a theater or whatever. No, that that's always been there. Uh, Sorry, I'm... Whoa, look who I found in the pit. pit. And he, he reaches into the pit and pulls both of the other mages out by the scruffs of their necks. Um, it's uh, Trevor and Stacy. Or not Trevor. It's um, Jefferson and Stacy. Oh, I found him. Uh, hey, guys. What's up, Jefferson? Are they conscious? Yeah, um, but he's got them. They're kind of like grabbing at him. He goes, oh, yeah. And he puts Stacy into the same hand that he's got Trevor in and bonks their heads together. He's <laughs> like, oh, I also found these. And he pulls out two glowing artifacts. Um, one is a diploma from Richmond High. Um, and then the other one is a, an internship agreement to um, Magical Solutions Incorporated. Um, and, he, and he hands them to you guys. <laughs> I found those. These these guys were holding on to them. <laughs> hey, Jefferson, can I still stay at your house? Um, Highly underest underestimated what? you, Trevor. I see your value the now. Of six, Strevius is bad. <laughs> can I... Uh... So before we do anything else, I want to... Olivia has a little bit of experience with contracts. But okay. I kind of want to grab Ariadne and look at one of those artifacts and like examine it. Okay. Yes. So, because I'm like, what a weird thing to have be your phylactery, right? So, in looking over this contract, do I like glean any information from this? Um, the. The contract is, is just for the an unpaid internship for uh, this one is uh, Stacy's, um, but 
um, you assume that the other three had the exact same contracts when they signed um, to be unpaid interns um, at Magical Solutions. Do I see, because um, if it's like a contract, usually there's two people signing, right? Hmm. So who's the, there's Stacy's signature. Who's the other one? Mm -hmm. uh, the other signature is one, um, Thomas Mallory. Okay. Do I recognize Do we know that who that is? is? Yeah. Thomas Mallory? Nope. Okay. Uh, the two mages, by the way, are also just like exhausted. They're just kind of like hanging there by the stress of their necks. And Trevor goes, sit down, guys. And he like throws them into the auditorium and like to sit down on chairs. And they're just like, oh, Trevor, you douchebag. Why did you throw a, Why did you throw me? I don't want to toot my own horn here, but, you know, the Getting Trevor was maybe the greatest thing I've ever done. <laughs> hey, I'm really flattered, Rosalind. I um, I I think you should try to make things up with Desmond, though. Like, I don't really like. I don't see things between. You know, it's nothing. It's not you. Mostly me. No, no, right no. now. I... So like, like I'm not, not what I happened to you, but like I'm. Just, area like I don't know you very well it's cool like you get it right oh of course I just mean I'm very grateful to have you as a friend ah okay friend zone got it <laughs> okay so if I understand it right Trevor these two mages cast illusions until they got tired and then you just grabbed them they were hiding in the trap door, and then when I fell in, I landed on them. <laughs> they were trying to rest up to get some spell slots back because I used them all for the illusions in here. So their plan, I remember it now, and it was also on a whiteboard backstage as I saw. Their plan was to trap you guys in illusions, and then while you guys were stuck in them, reliving your worst fears or being stuck in a hell of your own design, they were going to come out and stab you to death. Um, but then I fell on them and they couldn't move. So, you know, it really worked out nice. Mm-hmm. Really really <laughs> what was that, Shannon? Trevor's the best. That's all. <laughs> so anyway, and he looks, no, he looks at the two electrons. He goes, Oh yeah, Thomas, Thomas Mallory. <laughs> that guy's a dick. Oh, yeah, why is that? It's Strevius. He turned into Strevius. Oh, so mm -hmm. you guys did an unpaid internship mm -hmm. for Strevius. Mm hmm. Yep. We, he wasn't Strevius at the time. His name was Thomas Mallory. <laughs> you imagine Thomas Mallory, the ambidextrous? What a lame <laughs> So I even picked out the name Strevius. I was reading a Sprite bottle and I was like, Sprite backwards is Strevius. And that's what he took from it. So like, um, I like named him, which is cool. Um, I, you know, I don't want to brag or anything, but I will. Um, that I named the Wicked Wizard is pretty cool. 
Um, anyway, we were interning, and he kept talking about like Matt living forever, magical, and living as you know, always being like we could live eternally as long as we just listen to whatever he said and stuff. And you know, we we kind of went with it, you know, until somebody told me that Strevius was bad. Like I didn't even know. So we all just kind of went with it and we became his slaves, basically, like his magical slaves. Um, dude, it's not cool. Like, I I don't want to be like political, but slavery is not cool. So like. Um, thank you for taking such a great stance. I Thank you. Thank you, Ivy. <laughs> I like sometimes you just got to get political and say stuff like slavery is bad, you know. Mm -hmm. yes. um, yeah. Anyway, he kind of magically enslaved us, and then we all signed these contracts, and we all became his slaves, and we all like promised to help him come back to power and stuff, and that's what we were doing tonight. Jefferson's laying on the chair. He's like, "Shut up, Stravius! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up, Trevor! I'll kill you!" Okay. Okay. Does someone have a five-hour energy? I need it. Anybody? So, just so I'm clear, mm. these guys, they have their phylacteries. Do mm. we need to destroy these phylacteries to stop Strevius? Um, Trevor kind of scratches his chin a little. He's like, well... If you look real close, the auras from those phylacteries have already been disseminated a little bit. My guess is these two already completed the ritual to bring Strevius back. I was gonna do it, but then I was like, locker golem. So I made that instead of doing my ritual. So I still haven't, but these two probably have. Um, so like, and I think like Alexis was doing hers too. But I don't know what happened to her. So, so what you're saying is they finished the ritual, the phylactery is now useless, and we can destroy it without them turning to dust? Ah, I didn't say that. Still uh -huh. not useless. We can still turn them to dust if we break these, and it will depower Strevius a little bit. Like, he'll still have a physical form, but the, his magical power is still tied to these phylacteries a little bit. So if we break them will hurt him a little bit, and these guys will be dust. And then I can have Jefferson's house. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. <laughs> I'm torn, because these guys aren't, like, fighting us. They're no threat right now. But if we if we as, kill them, Stravius is as, less powerful. As you say that, a dagger sails out of the air and lands in your arm, and you see Jefferson's like, kill you! Kill. Uh, All right, Jason, that's enough out of you. And my name is Jefferson. It's not Jason. Yeah, shut, shut up, Jason. And what? What his was this diploma, right? Yeah. Can I just no. like? Wait, I could let me stab him first. Oh yeah, oh, do it. I'm sorry, <laughs> what? You want to what? Here, here's a dagger. I take it out of my arm. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Don't. Okay, I'm going to move to stab Jefferson and say, don't worry, Jefferson. You'll get used to the smell. Well, we, we did... 
And so, <laughs> really good stab. <laughs> and is he dead? He dead? He's okay. Dead. <laughs> and lean over so, to Olivia and whisper, "Remind me never to get on Ivy's bad side." I know, right? So, Stacy is, Ivy... is falling asleep at this point. Ivy is about to do something that she doesn't actually look forward to, but me as a player have been looking forward to this entire campaign. (laughs) Uh, She's going to use that third spell slot to cast Animate Dead on Jefferson. She kind of, uh, her her eyes start glowing black. She leans down and touches his body and says, whispers, you know, I always said... Reduce, reuse, recycle, and reanimate. And this is, and what can best be described as like plants, weeds, vines, and mold just start growing all around Jefferson. And he isn't so much turned into a zombie as much as like he's just a marionette to a bunch of plants now. <laughs> like a bunch of plants just move his his body like it's a <laughs> like it's a puppet yeah <laughs> hey oh jefferson hey um moan once if i can still live in your house <laughs> ah, you all heard it that counts ah so should I try destroying this phylactery now? Yeah, we, we might as well find out. I tear it. The phylactery turns to dust. Um, I really didn't want to have to an- have to answer this question because I can't. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. You tear that in half, and his arm falls off. He goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, I spooked the child. Oh no, he'll be okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds uh, fair trade. I was like, oh, cool. You said I was gonna see a zombie. Oh, I saw one. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. and it's Jefferson too. That's so boss. Can, can I tell him to do something? Yeah. Tell me. <clears throat> uh, uh, Jefferson, shine my shoes. And the zombie's just gonna stand in there. Um, technically. Ivy has to command it uh, telepathically. So, oh, Jefferson, you shine those shoes. And <laughs> shine your shoes, governor. <laughs> I'd imagine you're just rubbing grass stains into the shoes, right? Shining <laughs> my shoes. Uh, he asked me to do that like 800 800- times and I always got peanut butter on them. I don't know how that happened, but like this feels really good. So the other one is named Stacy. 
Mm -hmm. Okay. Stacy, you're in luck. I'm out of spell slots. <laughs> Stacy's out cold. She's asleep. Oh. Well, maybe we rest too, and she can have a nice surprise when we wake up. I mean, we could also, like, uh, we have those potions from the library, right? The ones that restore spell slots and stuff. Yeah, but I have, like, a lot of spell slots. I need more than four. <laughs> so with this with this kind of the timing happening, Strevius is, his, he has a physical body now. Um, they have complete ritual. Um, Strevius has a physical body. That's what the storm clouds are gathering around the school. Oh. Uh, is manifesting in the physical world. Um, so as far as a long rest goes, you guys don't really have time like a full long rest. Um, but Ivy, we can we can manipulate the rules a little bit. That if you guys want to take like a half an hour to rest, you can do like a short rest, and you can drink some of those potions to get some of those um, spell slots back. And so you won't you won't have all your spell slots, but we'll say you can get like half of them back. So whatever, if you have what is it four, two, and one. That you have at fifth level? Uh, I have four, three, two. Okay, so you'll get two, two, and one back at the end of the short rest. So you'll have two more first levels. Now, the stuff that happened while you're in the illusion does not count towards your spell slots. Oh, um, really? Cast in the illusion do not count um, because oh. you were stuck in an illusion. So, okay, then. I am still, you'll still recover some spell slots, but you used your third one, you used your just spell magic, it didn't work. But that doesn't count. So, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I think we'll leave off there before you guys go off to fight Strevius, unless you have any other questions. Um, real quick before we before we end, can we decide what we're doing about Stacy? Are we destroying her phylactery? Uh, do we want another zombie? In her sleep is kind of icky, even for me. But on the other hand, like if we if we destroy the phylactery, Stravius is a little bit weaker, which is good for us. Also, if if we go and fight Stravius and say we beat him, and we leave Stacy alive, she'll just try to bring him back again. Can we cast suggestion on her? <laughs> Doesn't like we the same apply to Trevor once Rosalind's spell wears off? It's true because suggestion is a concentration spell, so you'd only be able to have one up at a time. You can only have suggestion cast on one of them. Yeah, we should just just try Team Trevor. Team Trevor. Yeah, Trevor's been more helpful. So we should destroy the phylactery? Are you getting another zombie or are you just killing her? I don't love motioning for Jefferson. What's happening here? <laughs> he's, he's shining shoes. And he's like, and why not? Maybe I don't like musical theater. <laughs> That's exactly it. What was that? Do you have a problem with Jefferson as he is now? He made his one choice in life, but he has so many possibilities in death. <laughs> Just saying, I'm used to undead, people being undead through makeup and special effects only. So this is weirding me out. 
You know, we send young soldiers in to die, but the dead are dead. They don't come back. They don't feel pain. They have nothing left to give. I don't understand why you're so offended by the idea of having something that's already dead fight for us. Look over Jefferson. (laughs) 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 You don't need to shine shoes anymore, Jefferson. Okay. I hang so my head have... and I'm like, you do you, Ivy. <laughs> so with Stacy, then we have two options. One, or three options. One, leave her alive. Two, destroy her phylactery and kill her. Three, maybe make her into another zombie. Am I understanding that right? Yeah. Okay. And I, I just don't love the idea of killing her. I'm not going to lie. I mean, if it is possible to save her, like supposing that Trevor gets saved as well, I'm open to that. Can I call to my patron? Sure. Um, Because he he seeks the answers to all things and ask him if he knows of a way to save them. Sure. Um, Yeah, he, you summon him, um, and because you guys are in a theater, um, he does appear on stage um, wearing a Speedo and two bandoliers and nothing else. That seems on track. Ah, gosh. Ah, hello, Ariadne. Are these your friends? Yes, yes. It's the Superlative Six and I. Ah, yes. I've heard all about you. Awesome. Um, I have a quick question, um, Seeker. Ah, yes. Uh, do you yeah, know we of... All, we all have answers, don't we? We all seek answers, and I'm seeking one from you now, because ah, um, yes. you know so many things. Do you know of a way to, um, like, separate somebody to, like, not kill somebody, but destroy their phylactery with, like, this dissonance and whatnots? Well, supposedly, with phylactery dissonance, uh... It's not really one I've been looking into myself, uh, but uh, I believe that if the person has given up uh, of their own free will and choice to continue to go after the, uh, the person that they've dedicated themselves to, uh, their phylactery no longer has any power over either of them. So what they have to choose of their own free will to stop going after what they've been going after their whole lives. So we have to, sorry, go ahead. It's like, so we have to reason with them. Maybe we uh, tie Stacy up and uh, maybe after this is all over, look into some re-education. Can we free Trevor now? Can someone ask Trevor? Trevor? Is this one of the lives himself? Yes. Hey, what's up, bro? I like your outfit. Ah, yes. You used to be an acolyte and you've given it up. Yeah, something in my brain told me uh, Stravius is bad for the superlative six. So I did. Is that free will, though? 
this guy is a bit of a gray area because it was magically done to him, but he does seem to have taken to it. I suppose what you could do if you want to go real hypothetical with it, uh, you lower the suggestion spell, you dismiss it. And if he tries to attack you, you could always just... <laughs> but if he's on your side, maybe he's given up on Stravius for good. I don't know. This branch of magic is not very well researched, and uh, getting to this point is really uh, you know, uncharted waters. I guess we'll find out, and I will have answers for you soon. Ha, bully. Thank you. Oh, oh yes, I forgot. I saw the illusions that you all had, as I am the seeker. And I meant to give you this. Um, and he points to a box on the ground that has magically appeared. Um, and inside are a bevy of magic items. Ivy, you have received the chain of spell sporing. It is a daisy chain of dried mushrooms that when activated once per day, casts one of charm person, fairy fire, cure wounds, or fog cloud at random. When you're wearing this within five feet of an ally, you get constitution on, on you get advantage on constitution saving throws. Okay. Okay. Cool. Rosalind, you get a luck stone. And luck gives you plus one to ability checks and saving throws. <gasps> Lovely. And it is it has come embedded in a necklace that's just a, a simple silver chain that crosses down into a simple cross design with a luck stone embedded in the middle of it. Oh, fashionable too. Zorgar. You have received the Cyclone Sandals. Oh, These nice. 10 feet of movement when you spend a sorcery point on them. So every sorcery point you spend, I will Cyclone spurs on your feet and it gets you, it moves you 10 more feet. Oh, cool. Um, Brock, you get the Savior's Cape. You can use your channel divinity as a reaction to teleport an ally that's within 60 feet of you to right next to you. To what's that called? The Savior's Cape. Savior's Cape. Cool. Um, Olivia, you get the armband of extra attack. It's a big armband that gives barbarians an extra attack when you're raging. Oh my gosh, so cute. Ariadne? Yes. You get the Bearded Devil's Cowl. When you take damage, you can use your reaction to make to curse the person who has hurt you. They must nice. 15 constitution save, and if they fail it, they lose 1d10 hit points at the start of their turn until they're magically healed or someone does DC 12 medicine check on them. Nice. Those are your magic items that have been bestowed upon you uh, not necessarily by the seeker, um, but uh, for breaking through the illusions. So, um, as far as Stacy goes, you guys just going to waste her or what? I say we tie her up and see what happens. Yeah, I say we tie her up, keep a hold of her phylactery. Mm -hmm. So we have some leverage mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. deal with that later. Oh, I wish we thought about this before I nerfed 
Merked to Merked Jefferson. He threw a dagger. It was so fast. It's okay. It was very fast. It's okay, Jeff. You're still very useful. His afterlife basically came down to a coin flip, and he's kind of upset about it. Shouldn't have thrown that dagger at me. Everyone dies. You're just getting a much, uh, a much more exciting afterlife than most. He looks down at his arm that's come off and like instead grows like a root arm. He's like, <laughs> love it. Nice. Um, that's where we'll go ahead and cut it. You guys will take a little short rest. Um, so the same short rules apply for a short rest. You can use your hit dice. After some stuff, um, throughout the week, tell me what spell slots you guys have and how much uh, how much you have, and I'll tell you what you can get back over the short rest. Normally, you don't recover spells over short. Rest, but we're gonna bend the rules a little bit for this campaign, um, and you guys will you guys should be getting ready to uh, do anything left to Stravis himself. Such a big campaign! All right, see you next week. See you next week. Um, that was intense. It was. <laughs>